It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. Coming up in a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment, you hear me say how much I appreciate the efforts, the sacrifices, the bravery of people who serve in the U.S. military. Well, let me tell you, I have a whole different opinion of people who falsely trade on the reputation of the bravery of our veterans. I'll fill you in in the Clark Rage. And later, there's a shift going on in what you're going to pay for consumer goods. That's anything you buy, like uh, paper products, food items, whatever, household goods, health and beauty aids. There's a key shift that is taking place that could either really eat at your wallet or could fatten it. And I'm going to fill you in on what you need to know. Now, one of the most difficult things any individual faces or small business faces is how to handle getting health coverage. Health coverage is one of the largest challenges for small businesses. You know, the most difficult right now is finding workers for small businesses. But right on the heels of that is how to provide for health coverage for the business owner and how or if to provide health coverage to the business's employees. You know, till a business gets to a certain size, it's a voluntary thing for a business, but it can be a complete budget buster. For an individual, if you don't meet the check marks to qualify for a subsidized policy on the Obamacare exchange, you are faced with a huge potential monthly premium for coverage. And so this is a problem that no one has easy answers to. The Trump administration is allowing individuals to buy what are known as temporary policies, but that's just a ruse in the wording, where you can buy for up to a three-year period, one year at a time, you can buy a policy that works like policies did before uh, 2012, where an insurer can decide whether or not they'll insure you, and they can decide what things they'll cover, what things they won't, and they can have tight caps on benefits. The advantage of this to an individual is if you qualify for the underwriting, in other words, they say, yeah, we'll insure you, is that the premiums will be a tiny fraction of what compliant policies would be, ones that would cover maternity, let's say, or uh, serious cancer, or heart disease, diabetes. It would cover any of a number of potential chronic illnesses. These new policies won't do those things. But what they will offer is a very affordable monthly premium. And a lot of people will make a decision that this is a policy you can afford, and even though those other policies may have great coverages, you can't afford the premiums and you can't afford the deductibles that come with them. This is not going to be the easiest choice to make as an individual buying coverage. 
because you just don't know till something serious happens whether or not you're really going to have real coverage. One thing I need to give the administration credit for on these verses prior to 2012 is that the insurers are going to be required this time to clearly lay out we don't cover cancer, we don't cover heart disease, we don't cover diabetes, we don't cover maternity. They're going to have to actually tell you in simple language, and we'll see how that's ultimately executed, that these are very, very basic plans that cover routine, non-serious visits to the doctor. They will have very tight limits on what might be covered in a hospital environment, and there will be tight limits to overall amounts that the policies will pay. And so this is is a trade-off. Everything in life involves trade-offs. And this is a trade-off I just want you to know with your eyes open. Small business owners, you will start to see over the next few months where you will have the ability through association memberships that you're in, if an association you're a member of chooses to offer, they will be able to offer a pooled risk health coverage plan for their small business members of the association. These also will be non-compliant policies, meaning that the coverages they will offer will not cover the things that are covered by an Obamacare kind of policy. But the premiums, again, will be much more affordable. Just know that this is something that before you oversell it to your employees, hey, we now have health coverage. Make sure your employees are informed up front what is covered, but more importantly, what is not covered, so that when something does turn out to be uncovered, they don't come back and yell at you. Michael is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Michael. Hello, Clark. How are you today? Great. Thank you, Michael. How can I be of service to you? Well, I found out a couple of weeks ago that since I changed the laws on the FHA uh, loans and stuff, that I cannot get the PMI off of the mortgage payment once I get it below 80%. Actually, that's so, that's the way FHAs have worked over the years, and they okay. get around it by calling it MIP, or Mortgage Insurance Premium. And once you're in an FHA, you're pretty much locked in to having to pay that insurance premium where with a conventional loan, you once you have sufficient equity and you meet certain other requirements, you can dump the private mortgage insurance. Okay, that was my question because my house uh, value has increased and I paid my premium or my uh, principal down enough that would it be worth it? Uh, so I just need to get with whoever and find out if I meet those qualifications. Well, no, no, no. If you, um, in that circumstance, do you think that if you were to do a refi, that you would have enough equity right from the get go with the refi that you wouldn't even have to worry about private mortgage insurance? That is correct. I would. Yes. I All would right. So well what is your what's your threshold. interest rate on your FHA? Uh, if I remember right, it's three and a half. Okay. You are in a box 
because the interest rates are higher enough now that you should stick with that three and a half you've got than to look into doing a refi. Because okay. the interest rate you could get right now, unless you would go into a 15-year loan, the interest rate you would have to have to absorb would probably equate to a higher monthly cost than you just sticking with your existing FHA loan. Do you know, oh, okay. are you in a position that you think you could afford with the remaining loan balance to handle a 15-year? I believe so. Because if you could handle a 15-year, then you could have your cake and eat it too. Okay. Because I will with a 15-year, let me see what those seem to be running right now. I haven't looked lately. Let's see. As I since interest rates went up, like you might imagine, I get a lot fewer questions about mortgages than I did before. You're probably uh-huh. going to find rates around four percent on a fifteen year loan. Okay. So that would give you a spread of a half a point versus what you have now. It's still going to be on the margins whether it be worth it for you to do that because you've got closing costs involved with doing a new loan, mm-hmm. whether it would make sense for you to do a refi. But okay. what I can suggest to you, watch um, interest rates closely. Each week it's easy to do online. And if you see okay. that interest rates have moved down because they move up or down as much as a uh, quarter a point in a week. If you see rates move for 15 years back meaningfully into the threes, then it's a situation that would just make sense for you to do if you're going to stay in the home a while. Okay. So for uh, you, the, you the only thing that, that makes it work is the 15-year. And the great thing with the 15-year, how long have you been in the home? Uh, for... A little over five years. So you'd shave 10 years off the mortgage mm-hmm. and save a ton of money over the long haul by doing that. That could be a great combination that would work for you. Just not yet. Jody's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jody. Hi. How are you? Great. Thank you, Jody. You have a challenge going on that I face right now. I have a new college student in the household. Yes, yes. I, I um, was recently set, started speaking with a financial advisor, and one of the questions that we were asked um, was if when she starts into college, did we intend to co-sign on her loans? And The answer um, to that is no. <laughs> Oh, good, because that's what I had said, because she's my first of four. And um, so, but, uh, and I was told that there are loans that she should be able to get that would not require a co-signer. Yeah, she can get Stafford's, but there's a tight cap on how much Stafford money any of your kids can get each year. And if she goes to a school that's expensive at all, she'll blow through the Stafford money. Well, her intent is to go to a community college. She, We live close enough that uh, she'll there's be a university. Fine. She'll be she fine. She can get all... Yeah, okay. so Stafford will now, be enough. Okay, and, and that's not based on... Is that need-based? Because 
So there's two kinds of Staffords. There's subsidized Stafford, which is need-based, and unsubsidized Stafford that is available to any college student at an accredited university. Okay. Okay. So, That's perfect, because that was the other part of my question is we, my husband and I, we don't carry a lot of debt. Um, the only debt we have is our home, which, you know, we've paid that down over the years to where I didn't know if we even should consider doing like a second mortgage type thing, build up more debt to, so she might qualify for more. Um, my gut tells me, no, don't do that. But. I, my gut says the same thing. Keep it okay. simple. Okay. Yeah, you, okay, you live a no-debt existence. Keep it that way. Yeah, and, <laughs> that would be nice. So there's an easy chart you can see on how much the maximum amount is that she can borrow under Stafford. And mm-hmm. my memory is that it's about 6500 that she okay. can borrow per year. And community college tuition should be less than that. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. So don't perfect. sign your name to anything. <laughs> okay. I just figured they might tell me I had to, and I wanted to at least know whether or not I actually did. <laughs> no, you definitely don't. And uh, uh, I'll just mention there are both private lenders that are very aggressive uh-huh. and um, the others that are uh, that are for federal loans that don't reach out to you at all. You don't want uh-huh. her involved with any private student loans at all. Okay. Okay. Got it. That's good to know. And I wish her great success in college, and I wish that my daughter was going to a place as inexpensive as a community college, too. Today's Clark Rageous moment is something that is absolutely important to me and tears at my heart. It's individuals that would seek to have ill-gotten gains by ripping off you to give donations on behalf of the brave men and women who've served our U.S. military and none of the money go to people in the military. It is absolutely, completely, and totally clark Rageous that something like that would ever happen. But there's just been a joint action by the Federal Trade Commission and various state authorities against a network of fake charities that have been calling you, mailing to you, sending you texts, emails, conning you that they're raising money for real charities benefiting veterans. This has been a problem in the past. It continues to be a problem. And I want you to know that it is great to help out our veterans. But before you give one penny, please make certain that you know you're dealing with the real bona fide organization that is going to do good works on behalf of our brave men and women of the U.S. military. At Clark.com, I have three easy steps for you to verify that an organization soliciting from you is, in fact, a legitimate organization and how to verify that the people soliciting you are from that organization. Please, with any time you are looking to be generous, make sure that you're giving to real people who are really doing good works 
that matter to you that are worth your hard-earned dollars. I'm so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. We got to talk because there's some real changes going on now with the items you buy, like buying detergent or buying any paper goods or buying any health and beauty aids, anything like that. There's a large split taking place in the market that directly impacts your wallet. Procter & Gamble, the I guess they're the biggest player out there in consumer products, has told Wall Street analysts, and of course anything you tell them leaks out, that they're raising prices on item after item at least 5%. And they're saying a bunch of mumbo-jumbo about shipping costs. No, the reality is the big brand name products are losing share to much improved store brands. Store brands are pushed very hard by the retailers because they make more profit per store item that you buy than one of the national brand items. Retailers serve two types of customers. Customers that are very brand name oriented and are going to buy that brand name and then others that are price oriented and trust that store trust that retailer, and they're going to buy that store brand. And the store wins and they win, but the national product brand name manufacturers lose out. So the trend seems pretty clear. The brand name companies, not just Procter & Gamble, Colgate raising prices reportedly as well, they've decided that they're going to have to throw in their lot with people who are brand name oriented and reward you for your loyalty with higher prices, knowing they're going to lose share of the market with price sensitive people who are going to gravitate even more to the store brand. So the price gap between what somebody buys store brands and somebody buys name brands is going to spread. Recently, I, I think I mentioned about the new Costco private label razor, the Kirkland Signature Razor. And now Kroger is coming out with its own line of private label razors. And it's just one example of a product area that store brands used to be of relatively low quality, and now the store brands are all about having quality that is equal to, better or similar to the name brand, but at a significant price savings to you, usually in the range of 20 to 35% cheaper buying the store brand versus the brand name. So if you see prices go up on products that you buy regularly, like let's say you buy Charmin toilet paper, you buy Bounty paper towels, Try the store brand paper towels instead. Maybe try the store brand toilet paper. Try the store brand anything. And if you like the store brand, you're just going to save money going forward. Otherwise, be prepared to pay more. Now, to give you an idea how big 
the alternate universe is to store brands. There's a fast-growing organization that I've talked about before that is called Brandless. And Brandless, everything they sell is $3. Whatever it is, pretty much, it's $3. And they make such a point out of the fact that everything they sell is without a brand. And I just love that, that they do that. And they show you their best sellers in every category. So knowing that every time, whatever you go to buy, you know the price is the price, is three bucks, is their whole business model. Michael is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Michael. Hey, Clark. How you doing? Great. Thank you, Michael. How can I serve so, you? So my question to you, sir, is um, I've heard you talk in the past about um, the situation is I'm thinking about taking a vacation in Florida, um, spending some time in Florida, taking a cruise, and I'm going to be coming back from a different area than you know, we're going to go to the West Coast initially, and then we're going to take a little cruise out of Miami and probably come back home through Miami. So I want to get just to um, kind of the Pensacola area. So I'm thinking about instead of uh, taking a flight, I was wondering about driving somebody else's car and what kind of services you would recommend to, to do that. So that business has really um, shrunk in importance. You know, at one time, people, let's say somebody was a snowbird, and they lived regularly in the northeastern Midwest, and they would go during the winter to Florida, Arizona, Southern California, whatever, and they would hire somebody through a service to drive their car for them. And that's what you're talking about, right? Yep, exactly. And there's almost no business like that anymore because now people are using these relocation services that put their car on a trailer and move it. This grew out of eBay Motors where people buy vehicles and they buy them across the country. A lot of dealers will shop for used vehicles through eBay Motors, and so there's these individuals or small businesses that relocate those vehicles. So it's created scale where it's uh, somebody doesn't have miles put on their odometer, they don't have to worry about somebody else driving their vehicle, and they get it relocated. So if you had asked me this question uh, seven or eight years ago or longer ago, I would have been able to tell you different services that would want you to do that for them. But it's just not that common anymore. And I'm okay. I don't know of ones where you don't have to pay anything necessarily. Okay. Well that would probably negate the whatever cost savings savings I would get from just getting a one way flight um, from either either location in Florida. Um, you know, just trying to save a few bucks here and there. Understood. And there's a story CNBC did last year of of the companies that actually do offer some of these services. And 
So if you if you were to do a Google search or whatever search engine you use and look for um, car driving service, you'll see that article pop up. I can't tell you that any of these companies I see are great for you to sign up with, but you can read how each of them works and see if you can be that needle in a haystack and find one that would work for you to take down to the panhandle of Florida. Okay, perfect. I'll give it a try. All right, best of luck to you. And, you know, every um, year, twice a year, the car rental companies relocate their fleets to Florida. Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. Okay, so in, let me see, is it November, December, southbound, maybe April, May, northbound? You can rent a car that you take one way. They tend to charge you $5 or so a day for a car. You're allowed to keep it up to two weeks, and you just have to dump it where they want that car, either in the the fall leading into winter in Florida or in the late spring headed back north. And so you get an ultra-cheap source of transportation that way. But... That's the only really easy way I know to do the kind of thing you're talking about anymore. Franklin's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Franklin. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Franklin. Hope you're having a good day. I am. Wonderful day here. I have a quick question. I have taken your advice over the years with uh, home security and have advised a number of my friends who have done the same and we're saving tons of money. So thank you. But we had a question concerning the Uma Butterfly Eye and I wanted to take on it before I move forward and give it a try. So for people who are not aware, Uma sells OOMA that started off just as a very affordable, very reliable home or business phone service now offers a variety of things, including two years ago they moved into home security systems. Now the butterfly fits right into that home security thing in that it does something that is a somewhat controversial thing. It uses artificial intelligence and facial recognition to be able to, if somebody is on your premises and is picked up by the butterfly camera, it's able to identify that they are someone who is recognized as living in the home or allowed in the home, and or it will notice that there's somebody who the algorithm doesn't say is supposed to be there and alert you right away that there's a potential intruder in your home. That is the product you were talking about, right? Yes, correct. That is that is it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a couple of hundred dollars, which is a lot more than a lot of the no-frills security cameras you can have. But the idea of it is that it gives you an additional layer of security if you want to make sure that if you live in an area where you're worried about potential break-ins or whatever intruders, that... Mm -hmm it will give you potentially that peace of mind. Okay. Yeah, because I sort of sensors. I sort of have these sensors you can put under windows and that type of thing. Now, that's, the, that's if you engage it with the entire security system. So okay. there, there's, I would look at it this way, that the butterfly is an enhancement 
that mm-hmm. sits on top of UMA Home Security. Okay. And that it's part of what everybody is trying to do right now in this area with Nest being involved and um, uh, Ring is involved and all these companies are trying to have sophisticated home security systems that mimic what the most sophisticated corporate security systems do. Okay. And so oh. this is this is something that you would be you're early in the game. Okay. With an uh, facial recognition, artificial intelligence kind of component to a security system. Okay, sounds good. Maybe I'll give it a try. All right, and if you do, please yeah. let us know what your experience is like so okay. we can share that with others, if you don't mind. Uh, absolutely, will do. Thanks, Clark. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. And Joe is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Joe, your yes, question sir. is like a blast of the past from 15 years ago. Okay, so ahead of my time. <laughs> what do you want to um, ask me yeah. about? So... I am I am not an investor. I want to get into investing, but one of the things I had some people telling me about was um, investing in foreign currency, and specifically, uh, my question is about the Iraqi dinar and the supposed revalue of it. That's your money being blown to smithereens. Okay. <laughs> the the whole thing with the Iraqi dinar started after our invasion of Iraq in 03 and the U.S. getting effective control of the country. And it became this speculative fever that Iraqi money that at that time that was worth basically nothing would become based on the oil wealth that Iraq has, that the money would, when the country stabilized, become worth a fortune. And we were getting a zillion calls about it. All these years later, there are so many people right now with eye roll going on saying, Clark, tell him, tell him, tell Joe, stay away from this, stay away. (laughs) So I get to tell you, stay away because this is not investing. It's highly speculative. And if you did make any money, it's about the same level of risk as going to the tables at the casino. Oh, okay. So it's all a gamble regardless. Exactly. So if you want to get started investing, do dull stuff like I write about on my investment guide at Clark.com. If you're not aware, I'm I'm a very dull man, Joe, and my strategies for investing are dull and simple and designed simply over time to make you money. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. 
Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com and producer Joel asks it. Yeah, Clark. Ella wrote in and said, are online at-home surveys a valid option for earning extra money? Oh, man, that's a tough one because almost every supposed uh, survey opportunity is a part-time or work-at-home job is a scam. It has been an area rife with scams for as far back as I can recall. And there are a small number of organizations that will allow you to do surveys uh, online. I've got on my work-at-home guide I have a small number. None of them are going to make you any real money doing the surveys. But by the way, I wanted to mention something I've been meaning to mention for a while, which came out of a question I was asked last year. And that is, a number of people have asked me, what can I do if I'm not an adult yet? And we now have on our work at home guide a small number of things that you can do if you're a teenager that you qualify for. And one of those is survey-based trying to get attitudinal data from teenagers. All right, Clark, and Steve wrote in and he says, Clark, on the show recently you mentioned a search engine that you told your son to use. What was that? DuckDuckGo.com. And if you use the Chrome browser, you can add an icon for it on the top of your screen, you can also have it as the default browser that you, uh, the default search engine that you use. DuckDuckGo doesn't promote itself. Uh, I don't understand if there's any business model at all. They don't accept advertising. The results you get are pure results, not influenced at all. Like when you see a Google search where everything that comes up at first are ads, with DuckDuckGo, it's just results their best effort to give you the best search results they can. Again, DuckDuckGo, like quack quack, DuckDuckGo.com. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for tuning in to The Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals, well, we got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet and they're on a variety of consumer items check out clarkdeals.com 